you all hear me? Let's prepare our hearts to listen to God's word with a brief time of silence. The scripture today can be found on page 1162 in your pew Bible. It's Hebrews 3, verses 1 to 6. Give me a second to find that. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all God's house. Jesus has been found worthy of greater honor than Moses, just as the builder of a house has greater honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, bearing witness to what would be spoken by God in the future. But Christ is faithful as the son over God's house. We are his house. If indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory. The word of the Lord. Good morning. Man, it's great to be here at Mount Olympus Presbyterian. <laughs> Tell everybody, yeah, I'm kind of a kind of a regular down there. <laughs> um, this text we heard today from Hebrews, the author is, is uh, talking to his Jewish Christian friends because they're having trouble. And, and some of them are considering, you know, giving up this Christian thing and just going back to how things were, going back to Moses. And the author of Hebrews is trying to convince them not to and telling them that they've already embraced something new and something the author argues that Moses was a faithful servant in God's house, but Christ is faithful as a son over God's house, and we are of his house. We are part of that household. This is something we can hold firmly and take pride in, it says. In verse 1, notice the beautiful phrase which the author of Hebrews applies to these struggling saints. Now remember, before, he's already told us in the first two or three chapters of this book that these guys are struggling. And they're struggling with some really some tough issues like the deity of Christ, the significance of the incarnation, his atonement. And yet, look how we, he addresses them. He calls them holy brothers and sisters, partners in a heavenly calling. And that phrase reminds us that we must remember who we are by God's grace. As we struggle with things in our lives, one 
of the things that we need to do as believers is to remember who we are. Remember what God has made us by his grace because we are his children. We're part of the same family. Look at those first words he calls us brothers and sisters, part of the family. Now remember again, these are struggling people. They have trouble just like we do. They're not perfect. They're not sinless. Some of them are thinking about turning their backs on Christ. And yet he refers to them as holy brothers and sisters. That's what they've been made in Christ, family with him. They have been made members of God's household and therefore spiritually related to each other. See, we're not saved as individuals into this little cocoon. We're saved into a body, into a great cloud of witnesses in every time and in every place. We become brothers and sisters, and we share a household. We are a holy family. You guys are related to each other. You're a spiritual family, and God is tying them all together. And it's God who made them holy, and it's God who's pulled them together now as a family, and he's appealing to them to remember that God has created them as his own children. And he goes on to expand what he uses in the next phrase. He says, we are partners in a heavenly calling. We share in a heavenly calling. We are called to share in God's plan of reconciliation for the world. We are called to share in the blessings of the kingdom. We are called to be citizens of this heavenly household. We are partners in the family business. And the business is loving each other. By addressing them in this way, the author is focusing them for just a moment on what it means to be part of Christ's household. Now, when I was a kid, I don't know if this story is going to sound familiar to anybody, but my, uh, my dad had a certain way of doing things. And, uh, and that was the only way to do it. And when I was a little boy, I would spend hours out in his shop learning about mechanics and engines and that kind of stuff. And uh, um, I had this old 65 Mustang. And I was uh, replacing the tie rod ends on it. And I had a, it's called a pickle fork. And I'm pounding on these tie rod ends trying to get them to come apart because that's what the children's manual told me how to do it. And my dad came and he stopped and he watched me for a while and he said, Kirk, that's not the way probascos take off tie rod ends. <laughs> See, it wasn't right or wrong, it just wasn't how we do it as a family. And finally, he picked up like an eight-pound sledgehammer and hit right in the right spot and the whole thing fell apart. It was amazing. <laughs> then I tried it on the other side and ruined a whole bunch of stuff. But <laughs> did anybody else get speeches like that when you were a kid? Probascos don't do it that way. See... The same thing goes. We are part of Christ's family, part of that household. And the question is, how do we live because of that? We live a certain way, not because the church fills us with a whole bunch of fear and guilt and shame. We live a certain way because we're part of a family. That's who we are now. We live a certain way because it is who we are now. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians, Therefore this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone. 
and a new life has begun. And that's precisely how it is when we join this family. We're brand new. Brand new people, part of that household. And for the first time in our lives, many of us are part of, instead of being different or alone or outside. We are brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not about what we do. It's about who we are. And one of the things I stress with the men I work with is not asking, what does God want me to do? But asking, who does God want me to be today? You see the big difference there? Therefore, brothers and sisters, you are partners in a holy calling. We are partners in Christ's household. But we feel that outside our lives, most of our lives, we felt different and apart. And Jesus came to seek and to minister to those who feel like they don't belong, who are outside looking in. We see this over and over and over again in scriptures. Jesus sought out and ministered to the leper who had to sit outside of town and cry out unclean to the people who walked by. Jesus sought out and ministered to that tax collector, the one who worked for the crummy Romans and stole money from his friends. Jesus sought out and ministered to that woman at the well, you know, the one who couldn't go there in the morning or the evening but had to go during the middle of the day when the other women weren't there. Jesus sought out and ministered to that other woman, the one caught in adultery and was taken outside and was getting ready to be stoned to death. Jesus sought out and ministered to that blind man who had sat for years begging for money. Jesus sought out and ministered to that guy, that one who lived in the graveyard and was full of the demons and scared everyone around him. But you know what else? Jesus sought out and ministered to that man who could not stop drinking and had lost his house and his family and his job and his friends. And Jesus sought out and ministered to that girl who felt ashamed of her body because of the ideals imposed upon her. Jesus sought out and ministered to that man who could not control his anger and would swear and shout and throw things and terrify his children. See, Jesus sought out and ministered to all those people who feel outside or apart or afraid, just like us. And then it went the other way, too. Those who felt like they did not belong sought out Jesus. They'd heard the stories about him. They knew how he worked. And that Pharisee, do you remember him? And he had to find Jesus at night because he didn't want the other Pharisees to know he was hanging out with Jesus. And that woman with the bad reputation who came into the dinner party and wept and washed Jesus' feet. And that synagogue leader whose daughter had died and he sought out the master because he thought there still might be hope. And that group of crazy friends who drug their buddy to the roof and dug a hole and lowered him down through. I got friends like that. Usually I'm the one on the rope going, no, wait, wait. People who do not feel like they belonged wanted to be part of Jesus' family. 
because he made them feel perhaps for the first time in their lives like they did belong. So today the question is, what about you? Do you feel outside? Do you feel like you don't belong? Maybe around your parents you feel loved and belonged, but maybe you don't. Maybe around your spouse you feel like you belong, but maybe you just kind of feel tolerated instead. Maybe you're a student who at times feel completely on the outside at school. Maybe you're that one kid in the neighborhood that never gets invited to the birthday parties. Maybe you just wish for 15 minutes of my life I would like to be on the in crowd. Always tired of being on the outside looking in. The good news is there is room in Jesus' household for every single one of us. The good news is we are brothers and sisters. We are partners in a holy calling. The good news is you belong right here today in this pew. You belong here with us because we are a family. And this is where we gather to be connected with each other. This table right here is where we come together and we celebrate a meal with all of the rest of God's children in every time and in every place. However, this belonging comes with a little bit of responsibility also because now we're required to treat each other as brothers and sisters. We are required to love each other. That is the holy calling that we are partners in. The old hymn tells us they will know that we are Christians by our love. They will know that we are Christians because we love. We are to love people here with that love that we have as a family. I have this crazy friend who texts me every morning something inspirational, you know. And uh, last week he sent me this. He sent me, just in case no one has told you today, you are loved. See, that's the kind of stuff that brings us together. And all the stuff that used to separate us no really no longer has bearings on us because we belong to Christ. In God's eyes, believers belong to Him regardless of which part of town they live in or where our kids go to school or what kind of car we drive or what kind of crazy political bumper sticker we have on the back of that car. See, we are of his house. We belong to Christ. And these differences among people that we often use to make people feel like they don't belong are eliminated for us because we are of his house. We belong to Christ. And all who put their faith in Jesus Christ are part of this family. All who put their faith in Christ belong to Christ. In the church we have these concepts and, and I think that we get them out of order sometimes. Behave, believe, belong. You've heard those? And we think that if we behave the right way and we believe the right things, then maybe, just maybe, then we will belong to God's family. But the good news of the gospel is that God treated us like family before we ever believed anything and before our behavior got any better than it used to be. 
In fact, Scripture tells us while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. And when people awaken to the reality of the gospel, the reality that we are fully known and fully loved, somebody knows all about us and still loves us, the reality that we belong to him, eventually our beliefs and our behavior tend to be impacted. But it starts with this knowledge, this intimacy, this knowing that we belong to Christ. So today be encouraged. In some way or another in your life, if you feel like you don't belong, if there are certain relationships in your life which make you feel like you don't belong, that you're outside, that you're tolerated but not loved, if you feel like an outsider, if you feel like because of some problem in your life, something that you're ashamed of, that you no longer belong here, the good news is of the gospel is you do belong. You belong to this family. You belong to Christ who bought and paid for you with his blood. You belong to Christ and therefore you belong with us. Therefore, brothers and sisters, you are partners in a holy calling. We are partners in Christ's household, this household of the living and the dead from every tribe and from every nation, from every ethnic background, with every color of skin, all gathered together at this table at this family table where everyone will feel at home, where everyone will feel welcome, where everyone will forever know they belong there. See, we are brothers and sisters. We are partners in a holy calling. We are partners in Christ's household. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we, we drug ourselves up the sidewalk and through the doors and we got, found a pew and sometimes we feel beat up and abused and hurt and sad and outside and broken. But we made it in here today, Lord, and we made it to this seat and we are filled up with your love. We can feel your Holy Spirit moving in this place and it changes us from that broken, sad guy who doesn't understand what he's doing every day when he gets up to somebody who leaps from bed full of joy and the knowledge that no matter what happens today, I'm on your family. Lord, we know that things don't go the way we plan, but we know they always go the way you plan. Lord, we thank you for embracing us and seeking us out and looking in those dark places where we live and putting some light in upon our lives. Lord, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having us be with you today. Thank you for making us partners in this holy calling. Through Jesus Christ, our brother, our Lord. Amen.